Welcome to another episode of Women Rise Up, a podcast supporting White Raymond Ministries. I'm your host, Jacqueline Withers. As the board vice president of White Raymond Ministries, we offer financial support to Christian women who want to take the courses offered by Kingdom Women Rising. KWR works to identify your soul wounds and help you to live as more than a conqueror. The courses help to empower and inspire me in my soul healing journey. It will help you too. One of the courses has these titles, Refresh, Shatter Limitations, Overcome What Overwhelmed You, Renew, Unleash the Inner Roar, Harness Power from Your Deepest Wounds, Restore, Break Strongholds, Unlock Freedom with the Keys and Authority of the Kingdom. Please go to whiteraiment.org for more information about making a tax-deductible donation to help sponsor a woman on her journey of healing. Also, check out Kingdom Women Rising to see how it will benefit you to have a more abundant life. We've talked about being freed from condemnation and letting go of unforgiveness. Today, I want to talk about freedom from fear. I used to wobble between fear and faith. I had a licensed professional counselor in the 90s who said I had a fear of success. That sounded like an oxymoron to me. I longed to be successful. How could I be afraid of that? Years later, I saw the connection. Whenever I consider doing something like writing a book or starting a ministry, I take a step forward and freeze. The fear of not completing what I started was overwhelming. I believed my dreams were God-inspired, but didn't have support to urge me on. You know, when somebody doesn't have your back or you, you lack that validation, you keep questioning yourself if all your dreams would remain just that, dreams. Fears are often called phobias. There are social phobias agrophobia, and medical phobias, and you can find an A to Z list online of the various types of phobias. No matter how irrational they may seem to most, fear is paralyzing. There are many types of fears, but the ones that keep you from living in the freedom of salvation are what I'm concerned about. There's an acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. Now, if you live in an area that has often had destructive tornadoes, having a fear of getting caught in one isn't unreasonable. However, if you were born born again by believing and receiving the completed redemptive work of Christ on the cross, and now you refuse to step out of the bondage of the enemy, that's not reasonable. It took a few years for me to understand what being set free and made free meant. And I discussed this, uh, the difference between the two in the episode Freed from Condemnation. I think that was on November the 15th. When God called Moses to go to Egypt to free his people who had been held in bondage there for over 400 years, they didn't understand how to react to being freed either. Exodus 6, verses 6, 7, and 9 read, Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage, 
and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. They didn't believe Moses. And since he was God's spokesman, they didn't believe God either. God's spokespeople today are pastors and Christian teachers whom he has anointed and gifted to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus came to set the captives free. If you're still in bondage, it's time to believe the word of God. The prison doors that held you in bondage have been opened. Your sentence has been commuted. Now come out with your hands up, up in praise and pray to rid yourself of the anguish of spirit. Jesus told Thomas, do not be unbelieving, but believing. Dr. Jeremiah has a book titled, What Are You Afraid Of? So that's the question for you today. What are you afraid of? The words fear not and other expressions or commands like do not be afraid are in the Bible over 300 times, depending on what translation you read. God is trying to tell us something very important. It's a matter of trusting God. Whatever fear keeps you from serving him, fellowshipping with other believers, or using the gifts he's given you to serve, you'll have to explain to him one day. Now, I don't want to cause you to have more fear, but it is written, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. That's in 2 Corinthians 5.10. Don't do like the unjust servant who buried his master's money. Whatever God has called you to do, whatever role of service he's put your name on, he has qualified you to handle it. Better, he has given you the Holy Spirit to empower you to complete your assignment. God has your back. He has given you armor to wear spiritual blessings in heavenly places, help from the sanctuary, and strength out of Zion. If you still need help, talk to your pastor, and by all means, go to KingdomWomenRising.com to see what help you can get from people who have learned how to overcome and help others do the same. I've been where some of you are now. I've been so intimidated because of various fears that I had. It took time to realize that my excuses for not standing up and coming forth to do what God had given me to do were all due to fear. I thought I was bold and other people who knew me thought so too. My daughter used to tell me I looked so mean, but it was a shield to hide my insecurities. I used to daydream about being a hero. I did everything but wear a cape. It's odd to think that the one thing most people are afraid of, I wasn't. And that was public speaking. I was afraid if I was speaking in front of a small table of people or, or close to people in a conversation. But to stand on a platform and speak to people, I didn't have any fear. The distance gave me courage. I could say what I was supposed to stay, say and then exit stage left before I looked in their faces for signs of disdain. The other reason I had courage was that I believed whatever I said came from God, 
And whatever opportunity I was given to speak, I knew he had to set it up. Paul wrote to the Corinthians that he didn't come to them with excellence of speech or wisdom, but in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. I wonder if he was fearful of trying to impress them with persuasive words of human wisdom. After all, he was a very learned Pharisee. He let the spirit and power of the Lord speak through him. That power caused people to put their trust in Jesus Christ. So what are you afraid of? Is it your appearance? Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Are you afraid of your intellectual insufficiencies? Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Are you afraid because there's no one to support you and you feel like no one has your back? Psalm 146.5 says, Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Are you afraid of being challenged? 1 Peter 4.12-13 reads, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Whatever your fear is, give it to the Lord. Jesus will walk with you through the valley of darkness and set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. David said in Psalm 56, 3, when I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. It wasn't that he wasn't afraid, but he was not afraid to the point of refusing to come out from wherever he was and to stand up for the Lord. Put your trust in Jesus. That's what I did to start this podcast. It's not the first thing uh, faith and trust and God gave me strength to do. And I know that I'm not yet done putting my hand to the plow for the glory of God. There's a place for you on the battlefield. We have to work while it is still day because night is coming for us when none of us will be here to work any longer. We've got to put our trust in the Lord and put our fear under our feet and go forward in faith. Don't let the enemy rob you of the multitude of benefits of this wonderful gift of salvation. And one of the wonderful gifts is serving God. You to delight yourself in the Lord, to do what he's called you to do is an experience that is so much greater than anything else. Now we've touched on some subjects that need a deeper dive, but for now, take time to review the episodes and let me know if you're making progress in identifying or resolving any issues. The email address is in the show notes. I do want to know how these messages are helping you to rise up and become the women God created you to be, doing the things he's predestined you to do. Continue in the affirmation list. That should help you. Last week, I didn't add a letter, so we're up to the letter L. I'm using loved from 1 John 4.10. Herein is love, not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God bless, ladies. Keep on pressing on. Rise up, women. It's time.